Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, might be a bit of a shorter one. We have a, a week break before we get into matches, but we're going to talk about some of the news, some roster rumors, optics continued, uh, no roster announcement that's kind of shaken up the scene. And then we're going to do New Year's resolutions uh, for each team in the CDL, kind of uh, obviously on brand with the recent holidays. It's uh, January 2nd when we're recording this, so Brock and I each came up um with a new year's resolution for each team just something maybe they should like focus on or a goal they should set for themselves for the rest of the mw2 season as we head into i mean we got four more majors and champs left so as we head into that um we also had pretty crazy support on the last podcast it's at about 2,000 views on youtube as well as a bunch um on audio platforms has a ton of likes ton of comments ton of engagement a bunch of new subs and we're already halfway um to 900 subs right like almost 860 subs so shout out to you guys for that uh the support continues to be crazy and maybe we can hit that 1k goal faster than we thought um but if you guys enjoy this one be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe like i said gonna be getting to a bunch of fun stuff doing new year's resolutions maybe you guys can drop yours down in the comments but before we get into the news brock how you doing today oh we're doing just mighty fun on monday didn't have to work today which positive as always and happy new year everyone <laughs> yeah we got we got some new year's resolutions maybe some some positive ones some teams maybe only have to clean up one little thing for the rest of the year and some teams are already in like blow it up mode yeah um, and we'll talk about that some things might not be as serious something might be like a random little goal you want the team to set for the year and who knows we kind of both just had like our own freedom to do whatever we wanted with it and just like roll with it with pretty loose restrictions so we'll see how it goes Kyle and I did something pretty similar to this last year. I thought it was a good segment and, and fits with the time, so we'll do it. Um, first news we have, it's pretty much all like little roster news, nothing major, and all stuff that's been talked about pretty extensively over the last week, so we don't want to spend too much time. Uh, maybe make this a little shorter episode and just focus on uh, those New Year's res- uh, resolutions more, but... First thing, rumored LAG roster that kind of goes hand in hand with Optic News um, as of now is Arcides, Assault, Exceed, and Joe Deceives. Um, kind of an interesting one, Brock. <laughs> it's that is very interesting. Two main ARs on the same team, and like especially Arcides can speed it up as a main, but Assault is a very, very, very slow main. Yeah, he plays extremely slow. Like one of the slower, more he's like the mold of the traditional old school main AR, like very slow holding lanes, holding headies, anchoring spawns. Like he is, he is like, if you think of a traditional old school AR assault is that. Yeah, definitely. Like usually if you're going to have two main ARs on a team, you want them to play at like the speed of like what New York's playing at right now with like priest and skies. I know obviously not really two main ARs, but like the speed they're playing at is what you'd want those guys to be playing at. You don't want mm-hmm. two super slow ARs. It looks like RC's going to have to dip it up. Yeah, high then, knees. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to get get the pace going, but I think that's gotta be a nightmare for him because like every time he gets on these teams and he randomly is like forced to flex, he hates it. Mm-hmm. He just wants to play main AR, and I mean, I guess technically they might be saying he's the main, but like assault's probably gonna slow down a lot, and RC's gonna have to speed up, and then he's basically not gonna be a main anymore. Yeah, it'd be um, a flex. I will say I'm like I am intrigued with like the sub duo on this team though, like. Mm-hmm. Joe Deceives, I believe, just turned 18, and everybody's been really, really praising him, and the LAG yeah. Academy team won the Challengers event, and everybody's saying they're the best Challengers team. Joe Deceives is, like, next up, so I'm excited to see him get a chance, because maybe they can find a, a building block with him. Who knows? He could be the next simp. Yeah, and Exceed, the player I was going to compare him to was Kismet. Yeah. like, he plays pretty fast. He's willing to do all the dirty work. He won Challenger Champs MVP last year. I know Kismet didn't do that, but he won MVP of Challenger Champs. He has been in the league before, and that's kind of the reason I compare him to Kismet. It's like, he was in the league for a little bit with a rocker at, like, Champs and MW, and was a sub, and, like, performed pretty well. I remember at BO4 Champs, he played with, like, Tommy and Chino, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On, like, Sicario, and they finished, like, top 12. Like, a pretty solid finish for an AM team. Yeah. And, like, he's had stints where he's been really successful, looked really good in Challengers, but people maybe pass on him because he's a little older. A little bit more of a vet than he's not like an 18, 19 year old. So I'm intrigued to see. I think I think Exceed and Joe Deceives have a chance to be a decent sub duo. I think people are writing this team off more because of Exceed or Assault, mm-hmm. like having the two main ARs. But I'm, I'm very intrigued, I will say, to see this sub duo. I, I think that they could maybe find one or two building blocks in those two players. And this team could, I don't think they're going to be any anything special, but I think they could be better than the old LAG um, and maybe turn some heads and be a little more competitive. 
Yeah, it really can't get much worse than the old LAG, LAG exactly. team. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, like, if they're going to suck, new. yeah, if they're going to suck, I'd rather see two young, talented players get in the lineup and see if they could become, like, mainstay players. Yeah, at least they're trying to switch it up, not just stay with, try it again. Yeah. Um, kind of going hand-in-hand hand with this roster, though, goes to Optic, because obviously RCDs was rumored to be going there. Now he's kind of stuck on that roster, and all three of his teammates, the trio that he came to play with, uh, who can have to inspire don't make it onto that roster unless something changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, people are talking about the possibility of adding Hook for Dashy onto Optic, which would make sense because um, I believe Neptune and Sparta are both listed on the LAG Academy roster and Hook isn't, which, I mean, if they're benching Hook, that wouldn't make any sense. Why wouldn't he be on the Academy roster? Yeah. So that led to a lot of speculation of Hook subbing in for Dashy. Um, Dashy's been hinting that he may be on the bench and not even on another team. Obviously, I didn't even think of this at first. Like I thought about like the ZO XEO, um, mm-hmm. like the Shotzi Illy ties. Obviously, with Hook is there, but I didn't even think about this because like I don't know why. I'm just dumb, I guess. But I completely forgot. Like obviously, Envy is involved with Optic now, and like Hook was on Envy for how many years with Astro in that relationship? I like completely blanked on that. Yeah. So you never know. Hook might spark a different, you know, team to Optic. I mean, if he does go there. If he ends up going there, I I, I like the roster because. We t- we just talked about it last week before it was even like a rumor of Hook to Optic. It's like he's one of those players. Like when we were doing when we were doing our tier list, we talked about how weird it felt to put him so low. Yeah, but like we said, he's one of the few players that has the ability to be an S tier. Like there aren't that many players that have a gear that they can hit that puts him in S tier. But Hook is one of them. Mm-hmm. He can be an S tier player. We know he has that talent. It's just a matter of consistency for him. He's doing it every day, maybe not so much, but and like. I think he could bring something big because, like, I was actually watching Zuma stream today. Um, I saw he was like doing like the Reddit read, so I just threw it on in my um, AirPods while I was working and just like listening to Zuma. And he said something about like he saw Hook uh, at Raleigh and like he was just walking down the street, just vibing. And he talked to him and he was asking him how he liked the game. And he said he was like the only player that was positive about the game and had like a really good mindset to grind and like just be positive about it. Which I feel like Optic could use somebody vibey like that that could just like bring some some positive mindset to the team maybe some motivation yeah definitely really wants to get on and play yeah i, I, I want him on my team that's for sure yeah well and i i feel pretty confident spawning into the map with hook because we know when he's at his peak he can be he can be a literal mvp level player at his peak yeah, yeah he can be the best which hopefully see it i don't know i i guess we'll leave it for now because we don't know maybe hook isn't going there uh it's just a rumor at this point when we hit record, although people keep thinking it's getting closer because he did tweet something about like, um, see if I can find it again quick. You know what? He, you remember what he tweeted? It was like something like. Mm. It was weird. It was like, I think Jacob Hale like has a screenshot of it. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, he like, OK, so on December 30th, 2019, right as we were getting into 2020, who tweeted, create your own luck and bet on yourself. 2020 vibes with a money bag emoji. Um, then he quoted it today and said, it's that time again, double down. Mm-hmm. But then he deleted it. People were like, was, did he delete it? Cause he was leaking an optic announcement. And obviously, um, obviously like they don't optic doesn't like announcement leaks. Like they like to do things in their own time. So people were thinking that could be the case, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be announced soon. I mean, kind of has to be, we're about less than 10 days away from the next set of matches. <laughs> yeah. For real. And so optic. Start- has to have a roster. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Rambo sure coming in. Friday. Yeah, Rambo's going to come in and sub in, I guess. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Because, I mean, Optic... Oh, they don't play on Friday. Never mind. They don't play actually till Sunday. So maybe maybe they'll wait until the weekend. They don't play in, until Sunday against the Breach. Yeah, maybe. Their only match of the weekend. Try to prolong it. Get the hype around it. Yeah. Um. Then, last thing we have before we just jump into our, our other segment and get into that is nasty um the tweet was from a while ago but he was having a visa issue that i don't know if it was allowing maybe he went home for the holidays or something and it wasn't probably allowing him to get back um back into the states i think so they were saying he wasn't able to practice they thought the estimated date where they'd be able to practice again was uh january 2nd so that would be today when we're recording this so i don't know i haven't heard anything further if that's still the case but man london and visa issues it's that's a duo it's a big duo, just like <laughs> Cold War, him, London, and Trey. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero couldn't get back in the U.S. for the entire season he couldn't play. Yeah, he's just 
playing challengers in Europe. Which it's so weird that this keeps happening to them. I know the visa process is like, I mean, I shouldn't say I know. I don't know that much about the visa process, but I know from what everybody says, it's long, it's painful, it's difficult to get done. Mm-hmm. But like, man, it's just like, it's very unfortunate that they can't get it done. Cause like, also for nasty, that's got to be like so stressful and annoying. Like, not only is your team struggling, you've got to worry about trying to get better, but like, you're dealing with all this stuff to you're not even sure if you can get back into the country and play with your team. That's probably stressing them out and maybe cause them to play worse. Cause yeah, it seems like yeah. a stressful situation. Definitely. Just got so, so much on his mind. Can't focus on the game. And I hope this doesn't affect him. Like it does, like it did to zero where all of a sudden he's like stuck out of the country for the year and has to get benched. and can't play. Like we saw it kill one career from London already when it happened to Alex. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was yeah. a visa issue, but like, I know he had like some personal issue and he had to step away and he already wasn't playing that well. And then he like basically got thrown back into the mix and he played really poorly when he came back. And then we haven't seen him even close to the league since. Yeah, I think that's more of that problem. Yeah. So like that kind of killed him. But now all of a sudden, like if I think Nasty's a very good, very talented player, but he hasn't performed crazy well to like have a spot locked up. So now all of a sudden, if he gets um, booted to the bench or, or forced to be on the bench, and he has to sit out a while. I'm a little scared for, his CDL future, which I don't think I should be because I do think he's a very talented player. So hopefully he gets that sorted out so we can be right back playing and we don't see him yeah, have to he, hit the bench at all. He definitely deserves to be in the league. Yeah, because he's a very good player. Yeah. All right, Brock, you ready to do New Year's resolutions? That's all we got for news. Ooh, yeah. I knew it'd be a little shorter for news, but we're going to do, do New Year's resolutions. I have them basically in alphabetical order. Maybe we'll just go down and do it that way so that it keeps it in a decent order from like as funny as it sounds it kind of goes from bad to good to like a decent mix like it's not all the good teams on top and bad teams on bottom it's a pretty good mix okay yeah so we'll go Mine through that the place but that's fine <laughs> yeah we'll go through with that basically like the the premise of this segment is pretty simple we we're basically talking about what we wanted to do today because don't have any predictions to make and not a lot of news and we we're just like yeah it's new year's new year's eve just was here new year's just came do some new year's resolutions big thing that everybody likes to do it's kind of a a meme on <clears throat> excuse me a meme on twitter every year um yep like people are joking how long is your new year's resolution gonna last this year two days um but we're just gonna come up with basically something so general like it could be you want to have them unlock this player or you need to see them do this or improve in this specific thing or like maybe consider making that roster change or like basically the, the most general thing like basically a goal for that team to set um, for the remainder of this season as we head into the new year. So let's start, Brock, with Atlanta phase going uh, alphabetical um, by city, basically. Or roughly, yep. I kind of have them in order here. So Atlanta, they're first. What you got for Atlanta to use resolution? This is obviously um, going to be different and, than some teams because they're already pretty solid. For me, I just said for Atlanta, just keep grinding the game together since last year is pretty different leadership-wise from Alec. And yeah. honestly, they don't need to change much be honest i actually have something pretty similar just maybe with like slightly different conditions i said just stick with what you have don't be tempted by dashy or other shiny things that might be lying around as the scraps from like the first set of roster mania because it sounds like dashy is going to be technically available like if they were to want to have a big buyout um Mm -hmm. but i don't want them to get tempted by like random other players they could pick up i want them to just stick with what they have and keep grinding now because like you said we saw a pretty big improvement their search and destroy was really the thing that killed them last year they were so inconsistent and their search was like pretty good in this event and showed signs of life and that's probably due to slasher being such a good sd player i think he finished last season with the number one sd kd yeah Um, last year i'll begin the first bloods yeah and like great search and destroy player so i just want him to just stick with what you got don't be tempted by like like i said namely dashy or other things (laughs) although people might think dashy's a better player than slasher but like I think FaZe has a chance to be really special with this team because I think Slasher is like a very similar player to RCD's, but like you said, very different leadership style, so it might take a little bit of time, but I think Slasher's level of talent on this team could be right back into Dynasty territory, so I want him to just stick mm-hmm. it out and, and keep grinding because I know they didn't get a, a, a finals appearance, which is basically for this team, if they don't make the finals, it's considered a failure because of how good they are. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, so don't get tempted. Stick with what you got. I think it's going to work and still the team that i have my eye on to win champs if they stick it together so just yeah. stick it out would be very interesting if they got dashy <laughs> yeah in terms of talent they probably go up but like 
I don't know. I don't know if Dashie's not really a leader, talent is leadership enough. person. Though. Yeah, I don't know if his talent's enough over Slasher to like make them better. But at the same time, those four players would just be so good that like sometimes how good their team it would almost be like the Optic Dynasty mm-hmm. during the Jetpack era. Like sometimes the teamwork didn't even matter because they were just so much better than everyone else at times that like so, so much more skilled. <laughs> yeah, like it didn't matter. So that could be a situation with Dashie. But I don't want him to do it. I want him to stick with this roster how they have it. Yep, I agree. All right, Boston. I'll go first for this one. My New yep. Year's resolution for Boston. I want to see him speed up the pace. Um, mimic New York style. That's what I think mm-hmm. their goal should be for the year. Speed up their pace because I, I view their team as like somewhat similar to New York in terms of like the caliber of players. Um, I think New York's is a little bit higher, obviously, but I do think like Zinni and Skies are somewhat comparable. They're both pretty heavy, uh, slower ARs at times with pretty high KDs and get, you know, get, get their kills. But I think they could both speed up. Um, I think Priesta and Awakening can be pretty similar and Awakening maybe even has higher slaying upside. They could speed it up. Those two ARs could play a little faster. And then you've got Vivid. We know he's got the go button. He'll always be going. And I mean, I think him and Nero could speed up the pace and play at a pace like a Kismet and Hydra and just like basically do what New York was doing where they were just so fast and so decisive. I feel like Boston has the slaying upside and the players that can play that fast. Um, because all all three of them can play very fast, apart from maybe Zinni. Awakening does play kind of slow at times, but that's what I want to see him do. I want to see him speed up because I do feel like like this team has the makeup to be really good, and I've kind of been on on their side this whole off season. But I feel like if they try to play this like traditional COD and like Zinni maybe normally wants to, it might not bode well for them. They just need to hit that go button like New York. Yeah, they just copy the game plan of New York, put yeah, out there, run at people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, even though Zenny doesn't like to run like that fast at people. <laughs> yeah, but like you got, I mean, you've got Vivid. Like, only other player it. that can match his speed is a BZ, basically. Like, yeah, Vivid plays at a ridiculous speed. So, like, you've got the guy on the front line to open it up for you. Now, everybody just got to match his pace. That's basically what I want. I don't want him to just go to complete chaos, obviously. Like, you got to have some organization, but I want to see them just speed it up and see what happens. Yeah um for what i have for boston is really i said if they want to really be a contender and win a major this year everyone's got to play good at the same time like new york in their last major and the teamwork for them has got to be a difference maker for them because you know they're not the most talented but their teamwork is really good and they run real fast they might just win it like new york <laughs> so just hone in the teamwork and really just work on consistency yeah i mean that is fair too that that's like something that i feel like that comes through practice too like just learning how everybody like the teamwork aspect, learning how everybody wants to play because like that's half the battle is like you like learning where your teammates like to go on the map and like, what are their hotspots kind of like, like in basketball, like you, you might know like your teammate really likes to shoot for this area on the floor, but doesn't mm-hmm. like this area. So you try to set them up in that area. It kind of the same thing. Like maybe Nero really likes to go to this area on the map. So like Zinni holds down a lane to allow him to get there and just roam. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think we're kind of on the same page with the first two. Mm-hmm. All right, we are kind of going to maybe a little bottom beater. Maybe they got a little bit more extreme um, goal, or maybe you just want to see something for their future. We got Florida next. What you got for Florida? Ooh. Florida, Florida, Florida. Well, Major could be playing a lot better. Than... Yeah. Vico could be playing better if they, I, I say, play around Vico a little bit more. I think, he, I think he's pretty good, pretty good talent wise. And let have yeah. havoc do thing and search and all that. And honestly, I said play overall, just play better as a team and get better at work every day. I it's kind of weird. We have a pretty the second half of your answer. I didn't really include that because I just don't think Florida has much of a chance to do anything this year. But our answer is pretty similar on this one as well because I said establish Vickel as your franchise player. Like really, really explore your options. Try to do everything you can to set him up, and also kind of explore if Brack can be his duo. Mm-hmm. Brack's like an AR flex player for the future. Vickle's obviously a sub. Like, focusing on Vickle being your franchise player, maybe see if Brack can be his duo. Because I would say Major Maniac and Havoc are kind of placeholders. Yeah, for now. They're not They're not really players that, like, you're expecting to be on your roster for the next four-plus years. But, like, Vickle's a young, talented SMG that does all the dirty work. Like, he is a player you could see potentially being your franchise player and be on your roster for multiple years. Same with Brack. Like, a bit of a younger player, um, obviously been around the scene for a while, but like a little more untapped. You could maybe make him like one of your franchise players, kind of like they did with um, Skies and Awakening. Yeah. Maybe explore if this could be your new duo. 
try to just set those guys up the best you can to just see if they have the talent and the ability and the personality to do that because major maniac and havoc are solid players but they're probably not here for the the long haul four plus year potential like the other two could be yeah they're here for the year and see ya get some new players more likely (laughs) move on to be their next placeholder pretty much yeah but i do think i do think brad could he could probably be yeah, he exceeded my expectation at the major, so I think he'll do be just fine. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I had like I want to see them establish Vickle as their franchise player because like I do feel like he is like the guy that they were looking for to do that. But like that's why yeah. I kind of snuck in there like explore maybe if Brack can be his duo because Brack did look very good at the major, mm-hmm. especially like when push came to shove in that optic series, he looked very good down the stretch of the second optic series when they won. Yeah, he really stepped it up. Mm-hmm. Might might just have something there yeah okay london royal ravens another one of those more bottom feeder teams they're next um for them i basically said right away just be open to roster changes because i do think that they have like the base of good players but they just need a little bit more like i think zero and asim is a pretty good duo because i think it gives you good communications on both fronts like you have a really well um really well versed in good communications yeah you have great communications on your main ar with zero and you have mm-hmm. great comms out of your main sub in ASIM. And I really like Nasty as well. I just, obviously, the whole Paul situation, I don't know if Scraps is the answer. And I like that they're already open to roster changes because that's supposed to be happening. But like, if Scraps doesn't work right away, be open to make another change. Because I think the zero Nasty ASIM trio actually has a chance to like compete for a spot at champs if they have a good fourth. And maybe that's Scraps. So maybe they don't have to be open. But like, be open to trying to make a deal for like Wardy or something. Yeah, de- definitely. Another EU player like that. That's basically what I went with for them. Yeah. I basically said, you know, let Nasty Cook play around him. Mm-hmm. I like and, that one. I, I That was one of the my options I was maybe thinking about. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Honestly, I don't think Scraps would be, be it for like long-term at all, but like you said, they need to find someone else probably for Scraps eventually. Right, just having for the major. Yeah, let's see fries. It all depends because I just like I don't understand. Like I know Scraps had like pretty bad thoughts on the London organization. I thought after his time there, like I don't think he was a fan, and then basically is out of the league for a year. Doesn't really play challengers much, and all of a sudden he's back as a sub with an org that I thought he didn't like, and now he's starting again after like nothing. It just seems so weird, but like we do know that Scraps can play at a high level. So I'm not like completely ruling out that he could be good, but usually when we see players take a break of like a year plus, it doesn't typically work out that well when they come back. But who knows? Scraps is very talented. He could he could change that. He does have history playing with like zero. So yep, he does. And technically, and, Asim. <laughs> yeah, and Asim Black Ops Four, all on the same team. Yep. Now, granted, the other two players on the team were Zuma and Selium. I think of them a little bit higher than Nasty. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but. I that's why I say like the building blocks of this team are there. Like I more than Florida, I could see this team like sneaking their way to like a seventh or eighth spot at champs and being competitive. Like I do think they have a chance to do that. So I don't want them to completely blow it up, but they got to be very open to changes if they want any chance to make it to champs. Like if it's not working, you got to make a change fast. Yep, I agree. Like, I don't see them making up a lot of points over like winning an event later or something. I think it's going to be a, they're going to have to have a lot of consistent top six finishes to just like gather up points like that. Yeah, uh, I would say so too. Okay, LAG. Um, we went from you know two bottom feeders to like the current bottom feeder. Like this is this is the bottom of the barrel team right here. LAG, what you got for them? Your your boys start the year. You were predicting them to to do big things, and now the whole roster's blown up. So much pain, suffering, free <laughs> Alec. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I said clean house, start get a new roster, keep Alec. Go from there, because honestly, you can't get much worse than it has been. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat. I said their resolution, their goal should be just explore all options, exhaust all options from your academy team to find out if there are any building blocks there, but also be patient with them. Like, I don't think assault's going to be an answer because like that would require them to probably get rid of RCDs and I'll take RCDs over assault all day. Uh, yeah, but like Joe to see is supposed to be super talented. Exceed, I think, could be a player. Um, God, who else is on the LAG Academy team? I can't think of the player on there. Uh, mm. They had who's the who's the last player? It was Assault, 
exceed Joe deceives, and I I'm just blanking on who the last player was. I can't think of it. Last oh player. That's bad. Well, somebody will be roasting us in the comments because I just I literally can't remember who it is. I honestly I couldn't even tell you the the name or the letter. That's why I wrote the name. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just completely drawing a blank on it. But maybe I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But anyways, with LAG, I want them to be a little patient though. Like if Joe deceives and exceeds struggle right away, like don't just go to the next option. Like let let him play a little bit because like let's be honest, your season's probably chalked anyways. No no group you bring in is gonna like make them amazing. Uh, unless maybe this first group does or something but like if they struggle right away don't just like jump to the next option like be ready to explore all other options you have in challengers just to try to find a building block but like who knows if you come out of the season like and you have two franchise players out of it even though you didn't make champs because you you did experiments you found them in challengers maybe you can finally get out of this carousel of new roster every year that doesn't work that lag's been in yeah Uh, yeah definitely give give them time if they play bad (laughs) essentially like that's that's what i want to see like i don't i don't want to see the instant roster change because like really even if they make a bunch of roster changes do we really think they're going to get to the top no they probably won't get top players anyways so might be tough for them yeah oh that's the last player was it was diamond con oh diamond con on led academy yeah that was their other player i couldn't think of he's a decent player yeah and had a pretty successful stint with Subliners in Cold War, like pretty good player in the pro league. Yeah. So even he, you could even work him in if things aren't working later on. You could eventually work him in and try him out, see if he can be a building block. Mm-hmm. Who knows? All right. The other LA team, the Thieves, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, they're the defending world champs. Uh, for them, I said just don't break up if turmoil occurs. Like last year. They could have broken up, honestly, early in the year because like they were struggling. They had the one stage where they went 0 and 5 in qualifiers. It was not good. Everything looked super negative. And then they made the switch to Kenny at sub. And even then they didn't see instant results. They still didn't look like amazing after that switch. They looked improved, but not amazing. I don't want them to break up if turmoil occurs. Like it's a pretty historic thing in COD that most times after a team wins champs, they don't make it through the next year completely. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it like a few times, like um Cold War to Vanguard. We saw it. Uh, with phase and then the the last one i really think of is like bo3 to iw we saw envy stick together and like that's yeah. kind of the example i was going off on this one is that that team that envy team won bo3 champs look like the clear best team in the game and they were not good in iw for a very long time then they finished second and second at the last two events yeah made grand finals they're like the first complete team to ever like make back-to-back grand finals at champs uh that I can think of at least. And like they were like the one team to stick it out at that time. So good things can happen if you stick it out. Your team's very close and you have that edge over everyone of how close and how long you've been together. So don't break it up if turmoil occurs. Just stick it out, LAT. Mm-hmm. I, I basically have that's everyone everyone plays a little bit better championship caliber team. Cause you know and, and also think most of these players I think get better as the game goes up. Yeah. Specifically for me, Kenny and Octane. Yeah. And and Draz is like, Draz, I have a bad series here and there, but overall, he's usually pretty like 0.95 around there. Pretty pretty good for your flex. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, like you said, this team is extremely talented and it's like they might, like, after you've been together for a while, like, you always think about, like, oh, what if we had this guy? Like, you might start to think about that, but like, there's a reason you won back-to-back events and were able to win champs. Like, obviously, this roster has can hit a ceiling that not many teams can hit because not that many people win champs. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. So, like, I don't want to see them make any kind of move. They get out unless like obviously, year. like, unless obviously they go like on like a Paris type stretch where they can't win a match, then maybe you yeah. got to reevaluate it. But like, as long as you're basically not blowing up, then that makes sense to me to just keep it all together. Yep. For now, until they go and. Can't win nothing, can't win a map. <laughs> yeah. It's got to get, like, so, so, so bad that, like, you have to make a change, pretty much. Yeah. I don't think if they go 0-5 in qualifiers, or how many games you ever play in the qualifiers, I don't think they'll make a change even then. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. super bad. <laughs> yeah. We got Rocker next. What you got for Rocker? Ooh. Rocker, Rocker. I said... Personally, I don't think they need to change anything at the moment since, you know, 
pretty all pretty new to each other. Catching the first time many are, and just keep playing together, grinding the game together, and then you'll, you'll get better. Unless people don't like the game, then it's shocked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I have something pretty similar. I said kind of like um you did earlier to play around nasty. I want the team to just play behind Afro, play around him, set him up on the map, make him your superstar player. Mm-hmm. Set up Afro to do that because I do feel like if Afro set up for that and, and the sub is dominating, that's going to open up the lanes for Cami to also dominate, which I've said it all along. I think this team can be a championship winning team. I think, I think in our preseason predictions, I picked them as one of the teams to win a major um, because I had so much faith in them. But like those two have got to be a superstar duo if they want to win. Yep. So you've got to continue to play behind Afro and Cami and unlock them both, making your superstar players because like this team reminds me a lot of Ultra. Obviously, they have half the Ultra team, so that makes sense. But like Ultra of the past couple years, and specifically um, Cold War, mm-hmm. where like they were just like so good once the middle of the year hit that like there was a stretch there where like people were thinking Ultra were the best team in the game for a few weeks before Phase started winning the events again. Yeah, there was like a solid month plus after Ultra won Major Two, where like everybody's like they're the best team in the game, and that was mostly due to that teamwork. I think this team needs to just gel, get their teamwork continue to try to set up their two superstars to be superstars. Yeah. They're so good together. Yeah. And like, I feel like this team could get to that same spot too. Like their teamwork could be so good and it's going to take time because it's like it's attached. Hasn't really played with any of these players. Afro hasn't really played with any of them. And then you've got the duel that's played together. So it's going to take time, but yeah, talent's certainly there. There's another team that I would be very, very, very sad if they somehow broke up and didn't stick together for the year. Yeah. I, don't think they should at all. <laughs> yeah. NYSL's next, Brock. This one to me is pretty simple. They're obviously the undisputed best team in the game right now because they were pretty dominant at major one and they're the defending champs. For them, it's pretty simple to me. I said, keep your foot in the gas. You gotta stay motivated heading into the new year. You're the best team in the game. Don't let Valorant get to you. Don't let Skies and Hydra yep. <laughs> start playing up till three AM and playing Val. Uh, like we heard about last season, like basically you just got to keep your foot in the gas. Don't get complacent as we see so many teams do over and over and over again somehow after winning an early major. Like you can't yeah, just think that this means you're the best. You got to continue to work so you can stay on top. Yeah, let off the gas a little bit and then who knows? Top six, here it goes. No, and everybody catches up to you. <laughs> yep. I just said Team Bark needs to be still flowing like usual and fry as they were in major one. Yeah, just got to keep up that consistency really is what it comes down to. There's there's really not else like not much else you can put on them because like they were it's not like they had like a f- kind of fluky or tight win. Like they were pretty clearly the best team in the game. Yeah, they were they're running, gunning and winning. Yeah, and it's it, to me it's the classic like it probably would be the same goal for every team that wins a major one is don't get complacent cuz I mean, it's the stories all the time. How often do we see a team win the first major and then never win again or win the first major and look really bad the next couple? Mm-hmm. Always happens because people just maybe get a little complacent or you're like, yeah, we're at the top and then everybody just is working catch up to you and maybe you're not working as hard as you were to get to the top. Yeah, definitely. Gotta stay Champion- motivated. Championship fatigue, but for the major one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Then we got the team that everybody wants us to talk about. We've got Optic. Ooh. Oh boy. What you got for Optic? Optic. Well, they need to make a change since they try to get rid of Dash and Illy both times. You yeah. Know, can't, can't have a back it again for the third time. Third I think Illy might be back, though. Oh, Illy's back? I think he might be. Because the sounds of it is if who comes on, it's for Dashy. I mean, I guess that's a little different playing with the XEL again, I guess. Such a weird roster, though. Like, is Illy the main? Is Scump the main? I said I would probably put Scump to the main. And let That'd be interesting. Three. Yeah. Real interesting. All right, go Finally, ahead. What were you going to say? I, I said need, need a change. Maybe, maybe who comes in helps the team, you know, dominate like it's been, like they used to be able to. Scump to the main, possibly? Because I don't yeah, know. That'd be, that'd be I, don't know if, I don't know if Illy's like a main. I think it's more like a flex. Yeah, I feel like he could be a main. But like no, there's no clear main on the team if Dashy leaves. Even Dashy doesn't feel like he's sh- Dashy is a main, but he feels like every time I see him, he should be playing flex. Oh, he's so he's like he's like me. I always chuckle when we play. Like I want to be the main, yeah. but then when it actually comes to the game, I don't want to be the main. 
yeah. I just, yeah, it's a weird situation. I have something kind of similar because obviously we know they're going to make a change or they pretty much have to make a change. But I put you got to go all in for Scump's final year. Like you're having the most storied and pretty much historic player in CDL, CWL, Call of Duty competitive history. Yep. Playing in his final year, you can't just do something kind of like some half measure, try to compete. You've got to go all in for his final year because the main reason I said that is the replacement for him is not going to be as hard to find as you think. And that's not saying in like a way where I think Scum's replaceable because he's basically an irreplaceable player. Like he's the most popular player. He's also extremely good. Um, carries the league on his back. Everybody knows that with his followers and like yep. the amount of viewership he brings. But I'm saying in terms of like suitors, like you're not going to have a lack of suitors that want to replace Scump. Everyone's going to be flopping, flopping yeah. to the optic for the spot. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by that. Scump is obviously irreplaceable. He's not easy to replace at all. But what I mean by the replacement won't be as hard to find as you think in game. Not maybe not out of game because of Scump's following, but in game it won't be as hard as you think because every player will line up for that opportunity pretty much. So mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have your pick of every player where Scump is an incredible player, but like sometimes like if a team like Seattle lost Pred, that's an impossible player to replace. Yeah, because Seattle done. doesn't have the pull. Like they don't have the pull to just get another Pred because Pred is arguably the best player in the world or maybe the best talent in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So like. Seattle doesn't have the pull as an organization. Just be like, okay, we'll grab the next Pred. Where, like, Scump, incredible player, obviously the top-tier personality in the CDL, but, like, if he retires, Optic will have everybody lining up. You could have everybody from Pred to Simp to Abizi to, I mean, Shotzi staying to Selium. Like, all these players are going to line up to play for Optic. So, like, you might as well go all in this year and just put together a roster that you think uh, can win and then worry about Scump's replacement when the offseason hits because it's not like there's going to be a lack of people that want to take over for Scump. Yeah, for everyone's going to want that, even if they are on a good team right now. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to struggle to find anyone. That's basically what I'm saying. So just go all in and then worry about replacing Scump later. Go all in, pay whatever bet you got to pay to get some players. Hopefully, maybe try to win a championship for his last run. Yeah, because, I mean, we all know everybody. I mean, maybe there's a couple of players that don't want to play for Optic, but I, I can't imagine a situation where a player would turn down an Optic offer because, I mean, it's a, it's a career changer for these players. If you can get onto that team and get your popularity up, um while also like it's not like you're gonna have bad teams optics always a competitive team Mm -hmm. but also like if you become a top tier player on optic your career is literally set you can basically have the avenue to walk right into content after and you're never gonna have to work um go back into the like the real workforce basically you're gonna have that nice content job if you can play very well under optic and represent the brand well it really is life-changing yeah it's the place to be it's 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 the life-changing org to play for along with like maybe thieves and phase if you can really set yourself up but optics obviously the clear life-changer type org yep all right then we've got surge only what them and two more teams left after that yeah surge ultra and vegas seattle surge um i'll just say mine pretty quick because i think it's simple get off the pine park and do everything you can to keep sib and pred I get that it might be a money issue of keeping Pred, but like you got to do everything you can to keep these two. And in my opinion, if you have another bad uh, like showing, I guess they didn't have a bad showing at the major. I guess they did finish top two. But in terms of like the qualifiers, if they, if they struggle again and go to their typical surge thing from Vanguard where they go from second to 12th, mm-hmm. we got to see like a, a push to maybe bring on our cities uh, or to hound optic for Dashy if he's on the bench. Like you got to make an extreme push to replace accuracy and go all in because if Pred is an unrestricted free agent this year and Sib is, I got to believe they're probably going to go somewhere else because they're going to have offers from everyone. Sib to face seems like a legit possibility. If things don't work out, mm-hmm. Pred to optics seems like a legit possibility to replace scump. Like you've got to go all in, do everything you can to keep these two for this year, keep them in place and potentially replace accuracy. If things don't work out because like, I don't know if you agree, but I don't know if the, the surge organization is ever going to have a chance to have a duo this talented again on their roster. No, they definitely won't. Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, that's not even just like against the surge. There's not going to be many organizations in the entire CDL that are going to get a duo this talented to stay on their team for more than one year. Yeah, they work so well together, too. It's just they're so good. And am I getting outbidded? <laughs> yeah, like they just might, yeah, might come down to money and they might get outbid and say, see you later. But I mean, it's going to be hard to ever get a duo as good as these two. I think everybody would pretty much agree with that. I don't think there's anybody that would say that seven Pred aren't like top tier players, some of the the best players in the game. Yeah. 
Um, from I basically had similar stuff to what you said. I said let let Kobe Shaq, you know, keep frying if they want to win, and we we need to see more from Mac and accuracy if they want to actually be a legit contender. Yeah, find some balance is basically yours then, huh? Yeah, find some balance. Fix the search, aka accuracy. We'll fix that hopefully. And go yeah. from there. Like, I mean, we expect like what would you say? We expect. Sib and Pred to be the two best players in the team basically at all times and fry, but like it can't be one point four from those two and point six is from the other two. Yeah. I you just... gotta find a way to make it maybe one point twos for Sib and Pred and one point ones for Sib and Pred, but Mac and Accuracy are the point nine to one range. Like you gotta find a way to even things out. Yeah. Can't be just pure dominance from those two. Because like it will win you some maps in some series, but when it comes down to it and you're playing very good teams like they played in New York, or when you're playing a phase, all four players are gonna have to contribute. You can't just rely on two guys at all times. Yeah, can't have a bad map. Change the yeah. series. Like, the two guys can beat bad teams, but when you play another top-tier team, if two of your players just aren't contributing what they need to, you're just not going to win. Yeah, it's very hard to do. Because teams like FaZe are not going to have two players not contributing. They're going to be pretty well-rounded. Same with New York, guys like that. Yep, definitely. And maybe uh, get a little big for sipping pregnant. A little yeah. less early <laughs> find a way to just get every little bit of money you can to keep those two around yeah make them sign a contract something yeah uh, stay gone yeah i think pred to optic is i would be if as long as pred's an unrestricted free agent i guess technically we don't know what his contract looks like but i would assume he is because this would be his second year as long as pred's an unrestricted free agent i would bet a lot of money that he ends on optic next year i would be yeah i'm very i'll say i would be shocked that would like if if Fred doesn't end up on Optic unless like some for some reason maybe Scump doesn't retire and they're running it back with whatever roster they have like at the end of the year like he changes his mind or something maybe not but like I would be dumbfounded if Fred isn't Shotzi subduo on Optic to start the season next year. Yeah, definitely. If you know Fred leaves, Sib's leaving too. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Yeah. All right, our second to last team, Ultra. We ended with a couple teams, Surge and Ultra, that I just like love to watch play we've got ultra what you got for them ultra um i honestly didn't have too much they're they're, they're pretty what finished third fourth, yeah third, and at times look like the best best team in the game no yeah, yeah they finished fourth fourth yeah like, at times look like the best let scrappy do his thing you know have standy be the route man for the team insight you know clutch up search and destroy you got it Clinics would do his thing too. Yeah. Be the front runner. Yeah. I said, for me, I said, invest all your resources into this year. Make that midseason pickup like Thieves did with Shane. If you feel like you're lacking in one game mode and can use some help, hire that extra analyst uh, to help you with one little thing. Like, don't try to cheap out and save some money on some salary you could pay to help your team out with an analyst or a coach or like some random help. Like, invest it all because we see Insight having, you know, another seemingly good year like he's gonna have it looks like kleenex is gonna have another good year these guys have been dominant for so long that at some point you feel like they're gonna maybe start to just like fall off a little bit like not like they're just gonna become bad players all of a sudden but like they're not gonna be able to continue this dominance forever and the same thing i think goes with scrappy he looks like he's on pace to have one of those insane dominant rookie seasons we see every once in a while and sometimes those can be short-lived because it's so hard to stay that good for a while and standy looks like he's having a great year like this team looks like I would say if you were to give me like here's pick three teams you think will be the final three, Toronto's probably right up there. They'll probably yeah. be one of the teams I would say is going to be in the final three along with like maybe like Phase in New York as of right now. Yeah, I for that final that. weekend, like I just think they have to go absolutely all in because I do think this has a potential to be their best chance, especially like Scrappy continues to play this well. It's going to be pretty tough to keep this team together because this team has four players that could be like basically like kind of in air quotes if we're talking like NBA terms, max contract players. Yeah. Like if Standy is coming off a really good year, he could be like a max contract player. Scrappy obviously could be. We know Kleenex could be a max contract player. And if you're looking for a great man AR that's steady, Insight could be also like a max contract player. Like it's yeah. almost like they're going to, it's almost like if you're talking NBA terms like this, they got too many superstars and they're going to run into cap issues. Yeah. Like the Warriors basically. Yeah. Like at some point they're about to run into cap issues. So like you got to invest everything and try to get a ring out of them this year, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I agree. 
Because we also don't know what Scrappy's contract looks like. He was technically signed last year as a sub, so if this was his plus one, he may technically be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And like, you got to yeah, assume Ultra true. has a Ultra has a chance because obviously they retain their players pretty well. They were able to keep Kleenex and Insight since like the inception of the CDL at this point, basically. So like, mm-hmm. they do a pretty good job of keeping their players, but like, you never know. Um, if Scrappy or like somebody Kleenex is to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, like people will pay for those players. Like they, they yep. will get a bag to leave. Definitely. Or, or maybe some players want, want a new change of scenery. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready for our last team? Ooh, yeah. your boys, the Vegas Legion, Donnie temp. I can, I can go ahead with mine first. It's, it's pretty simple to be honest. Um, what I've got for the Vegas Legion is continue to push forward and try to become the best S&D team in the game. Like Make that your focus. Make that your goal for this year. Become the best S&D team because we saw them be very good in search. And I think that like if as long as this roster is is their roster, they have a very good chance because we know Clay can be a very good search and destroy player. Temp has been up and down a little bit in his career, but can always be a very good search player. Then we know TJ. He's known for S&D and Prolute, also known to be a fantastic S&D player. Everybody always says he is. So like... Your sub duo is already great S and D players. We know Clay can be a great player, and we know Temp has the ability to be a great player. Like this team has a lot of potential to be like an elite search team, and I feel like if they do become like that top three, top two search team, I see a world where this team could get their respawn to like middle of the pack. Yeah, and kind yeah. of be like the team that I, I know it's getting like an out. I almost have to come up with a new reference for this. It's getting to be outdated, but I know you're going to know this one and like. Maybe some listeners don't know this one, but my reference for what I want them to be is always Black Ops 3 Elevate. That's who I always reference. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want them to be like that team. Like, just dominate you in search, almost never lose a search. And just like, you just try to sneak out a respawn and you become like just decent enough at a couple maps that like they become your maps and you just try to steal one. Where like Elevate just basically wouldn't lose a search. And it was just a matter if they could like take the CTF off you in Black Ops 3. That's who I always reference for like that 2 3 5 type team. Yep. I want to see Vegas put all their focus into search and just like basically if they force you to a map five, they're going to suffocate you in that map and win. That's what I want to see them become. Yeah, definitely. I, I like the team makeup of the team. So first of all, I don't want them to change as of right now. I, I really don't either. Even though some players are not the, high, the highest quality players people think of, but no, I think they're pretty good together. Teamer's pretty good. I said nuzzle every team and continue play as one. <laughs> so pretty similar actually to what yeah. I was saying. Be the down and search team. We got a hard point here and there. You know, go from there. And I actually really agree with you on the roster change thing. Like, do I think there are probably better players out there than like TJ and Prolu that they could pick up? Sure. Mm-hmm. I think there probably are better players available, like in challenges they can maybe pick up. But at the same time, also like, it's a fine balance between like you're just picking up players, uh, like you're just picking up better players just to pick up players that are better on paper and try to make it work. But like sometimes like. A team that might be better on paper isn't as good in in game. Like going in, I, I don't know why this came to my mind right away, but like World War II in the beginning of the game, like Team Caliber with Chino and Accuracy and Kenny and Theory, yep, they were winning everything online. And people were like, "Well, this is kind of a fluke." Like these players, like Chino and Accuracy, like yeah, they've been around for a little bit. They're fine, but they're nothing special. Like Kenny, yeah, he played in AW. He's back. He was like good then. And like Theory, he's been around forever. He's like a fine player, but like nothing special. And like. Nobody thought they were gonna win anything, because like on paper they're just like kind of whatever. But yeah. their teamwork was so good, and they won the first two events over teams that a lot of people I would say like they're able to like take out teams like Optic and even Rise mm-hmm. at the time, and like teams that like people would probably say on paper were a lot more talented. Yeah, but they take them out because their teamwork is so good, and they played so well together, and they also have enough talent. So like. Not mm-hmm. saying that this Vegas team is anywhere near the caliber of that TK team because that team, if you include the roster changes, ended up winning like three events and took second at champs. Like that team was elite. Yeah. Like kind of along that same lines of like maybe there are technically better players because there were definitely better players available to them than theory. But like something about the team makes up. Maybe, maybe it works together. Yeah. So like I want to see if they can at least push through for one more event, maybe two more events and just like try to become the best S&D team and like see if you can make this thing work. Yeah. Surprise us. Especially with Vegas, too, because like there may be better players available, but do you think Vegas has the ability to pay some of those players potentially? No. Yeah, probably not. Definitely do not, but so far, so good for them. I I hope to see him continue 
having some success because it is a little more fun when like I consider basically every team except maybe LAG right now to be like pretty competitive in every match. Like they're not like a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing them so like as long as LAG can maybe get a little more competitive, like we think they could with their roster. Like we're looking at a situation where like every team could be pretty darn competitive. Like no match is going to be like an absolute shoe in. Yeah, it's not fun when you just sit down and watch a match like oh phase versus old paris legion oh 30 minute match <laughs> yeah and like you knew the outcome like there was almost no way they were winning yeah it's just not fun not fun to watch really <laughs> yeah love the intense moments yep all right that's pretty much gonna do it for this one you got anything else before we wrap it up anything else on the new year's resolutions anything else to say we got one more week to wait until we get back into matches no matches this weekend no i don't got much really it's Waiting for matches to start back up forever. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a while. These these midseason breaks, the midseason breaks sucked last year. This one at least made a little more sense because like it was over like, Christmas and New Year's, the holidays and everything. People could be with their families. Like last year, we had like the random breaks in the middle of the year around no holidays, and it was like, what are we doing here? Like we're bored. We want to see the matches. Like kills yeah. the momentum of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this weekend we don't really have anything. We'll we'll keep watching out for news, and then next week's episode will be just maybe talking about whatever news and then we'll be doing predictions diving yep. right back in into some more in-depth predictions for those first set of matches uh, that's gonna do it for this one though if you guys enjoyed on youtube be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe um if you're not subbed and you're watching i mean it i hear this all the time when i'm watching videos but it is true if i look at the analytics it's like 70 percent of the people or more that watch the videos aren't subbed so if you're not subbed and you enjoyed drop that sub help us to get to 900 on our ultimate goal in the season of 1000 uh, if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. Also, comment wherever you're listening. A New Year's resolution, maybe for your favorite team or something. Like, We want to hear what you guys have. Maybe you have something that'll spark an idea for what we do when we do it next year to get maybe a little even more variety of stuff. But that's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, like I said, drop that like, drop that comment, drop that subscribe, and we will see you next week with predictions and Hopefully we'll do a little bit better uh, this week because we know the teams or or this stage because we know the teams a little bit more. Thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you in the next one.